Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Peckle Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby said she wanna go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. Good day, everybody. Welcome to Juan Soto Day, episode 210 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden, coming to you before Juan Soto dons that Padres uniform for the first time at Peco Park tonight. Coming to you before Brandon Drury and Josh Bell put on that Padre uniform for the first time tonight. Coming to you before the Juan Soto-Josh Bell press conference with A.J. Preller and Peter Seidler, which is at 1 o'clock. This is a great day. This is I am super, super pumped for what's about to happen later tonight. I'll be at the ballpark. Feels like the entire city of San Diego is going to be at the ballpark. If you're not going to be at the ballpark, you're definitely going to be watching on TV. Um, I this This is... You know, yes, there's going to be more times that fans can see Juan Soto, obviously, right? There's going to be a lot of a lot of games for Soto, right? He's here. That's part of why this trade was so great, right? You're, this isn't a rental like Josh Bell. He's going to be here if the Padres have him for the rest of his rookie contract. He's going to be here for the next three pennant races, for the next two and two plus years, like. You're going to see Juan Soto get the chance to see him a lot, but this is like, this is a huge night because the Padres are going to get to see the best hitter to ever wear their uniform since probably Tony Gwynn tonight. Like Manny and Fernando, they are very, very talented, but I, you know, Juan Soto, he's being compared to Ted Williams and Babe Ruth, you know, Manny and Tatis aren't. You know, like, it's not disrespect towards them. But, like, this is a huge big three when Fernando comes back. And so I'm just, I cannot wait. I'm just trying to kill time right now by doing this episode. And I just couldn't help it but to kind of have a Bob Melvin in me and drop some potential lineups with Tatis, without Tatis, without Tatis, and Brandon Drury in the lineup. I mean, man, Bob Melvin has... He has a lot of depth now, I'll say that. Um, before we get into that, I know there's a lot of people in the chat here. I appreciate everyone. If you want to support the channel, you can use the Super Chat button. This episode is brought to you by Gaglione Bros, Famous Cheesesteaks, and Garlic Fries. They're located inside Petco Park. And I was just notified by Joe Gaglione yesterday that the location that I need to direct you guys to uh, is the one on Friars Road now. The, pre- the other location uh, is not... I think in operation anymore. Uh, so the Friars Road location, if you want to see the address, the phone number, all that, you can visit gaglionbros.com uh, to view the phone number, the addresses, the menu, all that stuff. And then obviously inside Petco Park tonight, where I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching is, are going to be tonight, uh, they will be open and get here early, get to Petco early uh, because there's going to be the... The hoodie giveaway, right? And it's only to the first 35000 so don't be walking in there at game time and expect to have a hoodie. Um, 
get her early. I mean, just to see Josh Bell and Juan Soto go run a jog out onto that field uh, and start stretching before the game, and they're going to get a huge ovation. Then you got Blake Snow on the mound tonight, and I'll have the pregame show live from Petco uh, later today. Um, but it's just going to be in an electric, electric atmosphere. Before we get to the lineups, it's a five-game series the Padres are in right now with the Rockies, so I figured why not go over the first three games uh, as well in this episode, just because five games is a lot to go over. Uh, when would that be? After tomorrow's game. And I'm sure after tomorrow we're going to be reacting a lot to Juan Soto and Josh Bell and their first games with the Padres. So might as well, we'll get to the lineups and all that, and feel free to continue commenting. Again, if you want to support the channel, support me. Um, you can use the Super Chat button there in the comments. I pre Even if you don't, I appreciate you just being here right now uh, and talking Padres baseball. This, I mean, this is like the top, the pinnacle of Padres moments for me, like in my lifetime, because they obviously... You know, making the playoffs in 2020, okay, yeah, but, like, 2020, like, their big – what was their big acquisition there? It was Austin Nola, and that hasn't turned out great, you know? Uh, but now it's, like, this is, like, it for San Diego sports right now. Like, this is amazing, an amazing time. You got Alex Morgan and San Diego Wave there in first place. You got San Diego State opening their stadium in September, and the Wave are going to be playing there as well. And then you got the Padres. They are true World Series contenders now. Think about that. It's crazy. They are true World Series contenders. I could not say that yesterday, even before they made probably the Juan Soto move, right? Like, yeah, they had Josh Hader. And I've been saying that after they got Josh Hader, I was like, yeah, this is a great move. But to make it a greater move and to, you know, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it greater uh haters impact like make haters impact the best it can be you got to go upgrade this offense so he can have more of those save situations you know but now you bolster this lineup you know you have soto manny tatis bell crony in the middle of it when everyone's healthy like that is an amazing lineup and then trent grisham the way he's playing even there down there at the bottom of the order there's not a lot of holes at all in this lineup anymore you know Matthew Batten, like, those days are gone. Having to see Jose Azokar, I know they were in there yesterday because the doubleheader and players weren't there. But if everyone's healthy, like, you're seeing star after star after star. You know how Dodger fans felt with all their the depth that they've had years for years and years and years and years? That's what we feel probably, or we're, that's what we are going to feel probably, you know? Uh, so this is a great feeling. Let's get to the first three games. I don't know if I want to talk about them too much because I'm just so amped for this team, the current team that they have, because some of these games, the first two, um, well, no, the first game, because the doubleheader was yesterday, the first game in this series, you know, they still had Eric Hosmer on this team, right? They still had SDR Ruiz on this team and uh, CJ Abrams on this team, you know? Like, it's just a different team, but... On Monday night, they still won the game 4-1. Uh, yesterday, Josh Hader was not activated. Or not yesterday, Monday, excuse me. Today is Wednesday. Hader wasn't activated, but the team was probably energized after that move. And the players aren't dumb. They're seeing those reports on Twitter. Or they were at that time seeing, hey, the Padres are in on Juan Soto. This could happen. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm totally not getting to the chat here. This is totally my bad. What's up, Joe? What's up, Gabe, Quan? Uh, Quan asks, who's getting number 22, Martinez, Soto, or Drury? Soto's getting 22. Martinez is 21. I don't know what Drury's going to be. And then Camposano, if he gets called up, he's going to have to have a new number. Uh, what's up, Michael? Yeah, yeah, losing Vin Scully. Uh, rest in peace to him. Don had a great story. I know I'm totally jumping around here because I was just going to talk about Monday's game. But, um, yeah. Uh, he had a great story last night on the broadcast talking about how Don, when he was let go by the Red Sox, which is still the dumbest decision they've made, you know, you know, trading Mookie, letting Don go, like those are terrible decisions that they've made. Um, that Red Sox fans, they're talking about, they're more mad about Don than 
losing Mookie, at least I think, from the Twitter reaction. But uh, when the Red Sox let Don go, he was like in a bad spot, I guess is what he was saying on the broadcast last night. And he talked with Vin Scully, and Vin told him, you should go to the Padres. You'll love it there. They'll love you. And we got to thank Vin for that, I guess. Don went to, went to us, and he makes every night enjoyable. If you're watching on TV, him and Mud, obviously. But those two, that is a an amazing combination. The best broadcast duo, I think, in baseball. And I know I'm being biased, but I don't care. Uh, the best broadcast duo in baseball. And it makes, if you're having a bad day or whatever, you come home, even when the team didn't have Soto and Josh Bell on it, right? But they still found a way to make you laugh. Even if you're at Petco and they're playing those, um, what is it called? Those funny segments in between innings. Um, I forget what the segment's called. But Don's posted one of the videos I posted on Twitter. He's already he's tweeted out some of those. Um, but it's just them having fun watching stupid games and reacting to them and making jokes. Like they always have fun. They always bring a smile to your face. And maybe if Vin never recommended Don to come to the Padres, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe uh, we're not smiling or laughing as much on a nightly basis. I'm sure if it was Jesse Agler or whatever, he's great. But Don, uh, Don and Mud are a tremendous com combination, you know. Oceanside Boys 760 is happy Hosmer's gone. I think you're speaking for a lot of us. Zoom will be in New York watching on TV. That's what I did pretty much for the last year before I came home. Today is sold out. Yep, yep, it's sold out. Yep. They were expecting like 35,000 already because of the hoodie giveaway. But now you get Soto, it's sold out. There are literally, I was listening to Ben and Woods this morning on 97.3 The Fan. There was literally, they were saying that there's no seats available, like to purchase, on at least the Padres website, I think. All right, let's get to the first game in this series. Padres won 4-1. to one. Again, we're in the middle of this series, but it's a five-game series. It's really, really unique. And so I feel like I just want to split these up a little bit. Um, I was at this game, and uh, Clev, man, he pitched really, really good. Um, this guy, he's probably the third best starter, maybe the third best starter for the Padres right now with Joe and you right in front of him early. Like he's pitching that well, um, he's working fast. Um, what was his line? He went what six, seven innings in this game. Seven innings, yeah. I was talking about it on the pregame show, I believe, right before the game, and I was like, "This will be huge." The day before a doubleheader, you give the bullpen pretty much a night off, and the Padres obviously won both games of the doubleheader. We'll get to that. Uh, you give them the night off, essentially, Nick Martinez and Garcia threw, but Garcia only threw like four pitches and Martinez threw 30. So he was, he didn't, I don't think he went yesterday. Um, so it was huge from him. Seven innings, one earned run, didn't walk anyone, struck out six guys. Now he has the three, one, three ERA. That was huge. And then, uh, you got those outfielders Profar and Grisham providing some power. Uh, I mean, you got to give your hat off to Grisham. Props to Grisham. I, I got on him. A lot of people were hard on him, and rightfully so during that Colorado series and most of this season. He just hasn't done great at the plate. Uh, hasn't been in self-defensively. But th this guy, he has showed up the last, or this Colorado series. Homered on Monday. Homered yesterday with the walk-off obviously. Had a good game in game one. And then Crony obviously homered in game one yesterday. Like, this lineup, you add Soto, Bell, Drury to it, and then you have Myers back. He looks pretty good. Really good defensively at first. Who knows if he'll play first or Josh Bellow, DH. I don't know um, just how great Myers is playing. I know I'm just jumping all over the place here, but it was a great night, a great win um, on Monday night. And, 
you know, they did it. Uh, that was Voigt's, ended up being Voigt's last game with the Padres. Hosmer didn't play. He was still on the team, but he did not play in this game. Um, so, like, my real, like, last moment, Eric Hosmer moment, like, remembering him, I guess. I mean, I remember him because of how bad he was with the Padres, but, like, that home run, I was there on, that was it, was that last Friday night when they were in the City Connects, and he homered to dead center. Like, that's the last thing that I remember for Eric Hosmer as a Padre. You know, so I guess it, at least he left kind of on a good note there. Um, like, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect the guy, like, personally or anything. I have nothing against him, like, personally. I don't pay attention to politics or anything. So if anyone has any issues with, like, his wife, Casey, or whatever, I'm not going to comment on that. I can't comment on that because I just don't pay attention to politics. I don't really care. To be honest, um, I have nothing against him personally. He just did not perform on the field, and it just felt like he. There were times where he just didn't care about improving and you know really trying to help this team win. Like he got his money. I hate saying this because I'm sure he was working his butt off, and people in the clubhouse will probably tell me if I was in the clubhouse, he was working his butt off. But I can only judge from the defense. Just didn't seem like he worked on his defense or tried to improve his defense a whole lot because he kept making those mistakes for four-plus years with the Padres, with the picks and, um, you know, dropping pop-ups and going into the baseline when obviously the clearer play is to just go towards the baseball when a throw is coming to you, just that stuff. Um, I don't know. It was obviously a unsuccessful tenure with the Padres. Players will tell you otherwise because of how great a leader he was and all that, but it was obviously unsuccessful. He had a war like of less than four every like his entire Padres tenure. And players like Manny, he's probably already at a three war already this year. This year. So yeah, it was just unsuccessful. Um, but, I mean, getting back to Monday, it was just a great win for the Padres. A great win without Hayter. Uh, Martinez, I think he returned in this game. Yeah, he ret- yeah, because he pitched. Duh. He pitched. Uh, and then Clev, he pitched amazing. Um, so he- Grish, Profar showed up. Profar and Grisham, they've been playing great as of late, hitting first and then ninth. Who knows if that continues tonight? I think that probably will. We'll go more into lineups, obviously, like I talked about after talking about these first three games. But that was definitely a successful night on Monday night. And then game one of the doubleheader, that was during the trade dead. Or, yeah, during the trade deadline, as it was ending, middle of the game, the Padres ended up picking up Brandon Drury and Cam Gallagher. They traded Brent Rooker to the Royals. I don't, uh, maybe Gallagher goes to AAA. I don't know what the Padres' plans really are for him. Preller didn't really talk about that in the press conference yesterday. It was obviously more about Soto losing Hosmer, um, getting Bell, getting Drury, their role, stuff like that. Um, but moves were going on, and Will Myers was looking at the clock during the game because he didn't know if he was going to be gone because there were reports that Eric Hosmer, or excuse me, that Preller was still looking to move Hosmer. Or Why do I keep saying Hosmer? He, was, he moved Hosmer. He kept looking to move Will uh, and the contract, obviously. He couldn't do it. I'm happy that he couldn't do it uh, because Will, he has been through the thick and the thin. He's been through all the ups and the downs with the Padres, and most of them have been downs. He's been like us with the fans. He spends a lot of time with fans, you know, in the Lake Elsinore rehab assignment. He was signing autographs, spending a lot of time with every fan that wanted to have a moment with him. Um, I've had a few moments with him in the past. Like he's, he's just a solid dude. And I love, uh, his just chill vibe, I guess. Um, and man, obviously you'd love to see a world series be won by anyone, obviously. And Joe is probably at the top of that list. Right. But seeing, you know, Manny's up there too. Uh, but seeing will win one because he's been here since 2015 where when that rebuild or that 
Rockstar GM stuff didn't work out. He was here in 17 and 18 and 19 when the team sucked. He was here in 20 when they tried to go for it in the, at the deadline, and then that didn't totally work out. I mean, they made the postseason, got past the Cardinals, but that didn't totally work out. They got swept by the Dodgers. He was here last year during the collapse. He's been through all of it. And so for the Padres to win a World Series and see that guy have the biggest smile on his face if the Padres are can get to the World Series and win that World Series this year, that would be freaking amazing. Just from my point of view, just from a diehard fan that watches this team every day and has watched this team for years and years and my whole life, uh, to see Will, that would be like the fans winning the World Series. You know, like... I, Hopefully you get what I'm saying, like, because he's been here through it every day. Um, so hopefully the Padres can get that done. Um, where was I? Game one, Padres of this doubleheader, Padres won 13 to 5. Profar had five hits. By the way, the Padres, they need to put some respect on Jerkson's name. Did anyone see the Padres with the graphic uh, on Twitter yesterday in between games? They misspelled Jerickson's name. It was J-U-R-I-C-S-O-N, I think, instead of the K after the C. So that I was like, really? Uh, a lot of people thought their graphic on Twitter, it said five-hit game. People thought it said S-game uh, just because of the, the way the graphic looked. Um, but Profar was amazing. Kim was amazing. He had four hits. Oh, that's a nice... The Padres... Just put out on Twitter, some might say we won the trade deadline. That's that's pretty good. That's props to the social media team there. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Profar and Kim combined for nine hits in this game. And then Grisham, two for four out of the nine hole. And Darvish keeping the Padres in this game, right, going six innings yesterday, three earned runs. Um, you know, that set up well for the bullpen. With Tim Hill and Baez coming in, not giving up any runs. Um, I mean, and the offense just exploded, you know? They were down 3 nothing in this game, but then in the fourth, Nola sack fly, Grisham homers for his 12th of the year, his 13th would come on the walk-off. And then Myers scores, Machado sack fly, Crony homered in the sixth. That was his 10th of the year. That ball was crushed, by the way. Um... Rockies came back, made it 7-5 a little bit, but then in the seventh, Padres just continued to just smack it on, smack those runs, just continue to just murder this uh, the Rockies pitching staff. Profar doubling, Alfaro singling, Hassan Kim tripling in a Zokar, made it 12-5, and then Kim hustling through, making it 13-5. Like, even when there it was a 12-5 game, you had... You know, Kim coming in, diving into home plate when the play wasn't even at home. Like, this team is energized after these trade deadline moves, and I just absolutely love seeing that in the first game. It was, according to Kevin Acey, it was the lowest attended game of the Padres' season this year, and it was they still had over 23,000 people there at the day game. And that was understandable. The trade deadline, there were some people that didn't go to that game because of the trade deadline. They probably wanted to be home. Obviously, day games aren't totally, you know, weekday day games. They're not the biggest uh, attendance games, you know. Um, but still have 23,000 people there. And then today, that, that crowd's going to double. It is going to be double that tonight. And then there was still a good crowd in the night game, which I'll get to right now, where Grisham hit the walk-off to just end an amazing day. Walked off the best day in a while for the Padres. Uh, one of the best days of my life, probably, just the moves that they made, winning both games, you know, with the walk-off, just an amazing day yesterday. Um, this I just keep saying it, this fan base, you put a winning product on the field, you show you want to win, they're going to show up. Like, we are a passionate, passionate fan base. And we got six, it's 1046 in the morning here. And we got 60 people in the chat here. Just We just want to talk about the Padres. And we want to talk about Soto and Bell. And I know I'm going over these Rockies games right now uh, just because I want, you know, because they won all three of them. They have a four-game win streak uh, going on. And I always react to 
the series. It's five game series, so I want to split it up. But we'll get to the lineups. But it's just an amazing. It, it makes you want to get up in the morning, and for anyone that has like a real job and all that, like I don't know, I'm not in your shoes, but you're probably like, hey, fine, I'm gonna go through this today at my job, but I'm excited for tonight. I get to go down to Petco for any of you that you are like I am. I get to go down to Petco Park and see Juan Soto in a Padres uniform. I get to be with 40,000 of my friends at, you know, to see the Padres and be at the best place on earth. Like it's just an amazing feeling. And props to AJ. I put out a post yesterday about how many guys he's acquired and I know people can knock him for not developing guys and just trading away the top prospects and all that. But, I mean, the guys that he has brought to this team, and you got to give props to Peter Seidler as well, obviously, extended Joe Musgrove five years, $100 million earlier this week. But look at the names that he has brought in over the past few years. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr. I know that was a long way. That was a while ago, but you get what I'm saying. Manny, Tatis, Bell, Soto, Justin Hader, or Justin, Josh Hader, sorry. Um, I mean... Cronenworth, Grisham, Profar, Kim, Alfaro, you know, and then the whole rotation, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, Manaya, Clevenger, Nick Martinez has done well this year. You know, like, he has totally changed this roster. Bob Melvin, Ruben Niebla, and then you just go down the list. Like, this guy has put the Padres literally on the map as a World Series contender. Literally. So you got to give props to him. And just thank you, AJ. I know you're not listening or watching, but thank you for what you've done over the last week, what you've done for the last few years, because your work is paying off. And hopefully the players, um, they really pay it off, you know, with the World Series later this season. Um, so I'm just excited. And then moving on to the nightcap yesterday, Padres won this one 3-2. to two. Josh Hader came out throwing gas in the ninth inning, made his Padres debut. That was amazing to see. Uh, 99 fastball up, had his breaking ball. Like, Taylor Rodgers didn't have that. You know, like, no personal disrespect or anything to Taylor Rodgers or any players that are leaving. I'm just judging you on how you are, um, how you play on the field, and if I, if I think you're going to help this team win, and Hader is obviously that upgrade over Taylor Rodgers. I've said that already, you know, multiple times uh, over the past few days. Like Taylor Rodgers doesn't throw ninety nine. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have that ability to come in and strike out all three batters that he faces, like Josh Hader can. I know Hader got one strikeout last night. His second batter that he faced, I think it was a one two three inning, I believe. Um, that's up on the Talking Friars Twitter at Talking Friars, by the way. Uh, I encourage you to follow that for the highlights of every game or games that I'm not at. Uh, but, I mean, that's a game changer with Hater, you know, with the gas. Like, closers in baseball, like, you need that sometimes. You need to get strikeouts sometimes as the closer. And I'm not saying Taylor Rodgers didn't strike out guys, but he just, like I just said, he just doesn't, he does not have that ability to just, strike out the side with that fastball because it's just not as electric as haters is, you know? Uh, so hater got the say, or he got the win, excuse me, because the Padres walked it off. Um, he pitched one inning, Morahone pitched an inning. He's throwing gas. Talk about gas. Holy cow. He struck out two, despite the umpire being trashed last night, Adrian Johnson, Taylor Scott came in, um, Steven Wilson, Got out of a bases loaded jam when he came in after Reese Kinnear kind of struggled there in that fourth inning. But Kinnear, I mean, he still only allowed two runs. Um, whenever he comes up, whenever he's been called up this year, it seems like he's performed. You know, you feel like something's going to happen there at the end, but it doesn't. And so huge props to him for keeping the Padres definitely in that game there. And then the last lineup without Soto, uh, you had Crony hitting third. He's probably going to hit what, like sixth? Yeah, just think about that. I was think I've been thinking about this multiple times because Crony's my favorite player. For anyone who knows me, like 
he he was an all-star this year. And if you ask a casual Padres fan um, or just a baseball fan, name Padres. Just Padres off the top of your head. Current Padres. Is Crony like sixth on that list? Who are they going to say? Soto, Tatis, Machado, and then recency bias, Bell, Hader. Maybe they say Musgrove because of his extension or because he's the ace before they even say Crony, so that's six. Maybe Darvish and Snell are bigger names to casual fans. So now you, now he's like eight or ninth before you mention him. Like that's how deep this team is. And Crony was an all-star this year. That's how much depth this Padres team has. And it's all happened, you know, over the last week in terms of like them really getting that depth. And that all-star, obviously, Bell and Soto getting that real depth, you know. So that firepower. So, man, it is a crazy time right now. Uh, it, that just shows how great this Padres team can be. Matthew Batten, you're not going to have to see him hitting ninth in the lineup anymore. That's for sure. Unless injuries happen, obviously. You hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but, like, Hassan Kim, he's swinging the bat well. And he went over in this second game. But uh, he's been swinging the bat well. Grisham's been swinging the bat well. Profar is red hot. Uh, Crony went one for three after homering in the first game. I mean, you know, Hassan Kim, like, I'm just, are, are they, are they going to play this guy when Tatis comes back? I don't know if they're going to have room. He's going to be a bench player. If they're going to have Fernando at short, Manny at third, Crony at second, Bell at first, or Myers at first, and then one of the other guys DHing. And then Soto and right, Grisham in center, Profar and left. Like Kim, he's been playing well. I'm glad that Kim would be on the bench. That again, that's great depth. Uh, but you're just looking at this lineup, guys that are being huge parts in this lineup before the Soto and Bell additions and Drury. And now you're like, they're they're really solid bench pieces now, you know. Uh, so a great win yesterday, three to two. Rockies got on them, but then the Padres came right back and scored two runs there in uh, that first inning. And then both teams were held scoreless from the second inning through the eighth inning. Rockies through the ninth inning. And then Grisham with the walk-off. And this umpire last night, you know, they, they won it without Adrian Johnson calling correct strikes and balls. Uh, the ump scorecard came out today, and it was definitely in favor. It was like .6 runs, at least, in favor of the Rockies. Um, that wasn't a surprise. Bob Melvin was pissed off. I don't know if you guys saw that on my Twitter account uh, at Talking Friars. I posted a video. Uh, he said, "You're terrible. Yeah, you're terrible. Go get back to doing your effing job." I think is what Melvin said. Again, I'm I'm trying. I'm not quoting him directly like that, but I think that's what he said, if I remember correctly. Um, I love Bo Mel. Just love that guy. Uh, that's another thing that Preller did, like I mentioned earlier. You know, props to Preller again thinking outside the box like this guy just continues he grinds just that's all i can say uh so great wins yesterday i know probably a lot of you guys want to get to the lineup so i definitely will do that here in moments uh but i just wanted to shine a light on those first three games because i know it's going to get overshadowed and probably should be obviously because of juan soto and josh bell and brandon drury and the josh Hader. right um it's going to get overshadowed People are like, oh, yeah, there's a baseball, like yesterday during the day game. Oh, yeah, there's a game on today. Oh, yeah, Grisham homered here to tie it, you know. But I wanted to shine a light on it because there's some guys, some not star guys, but players around the Soto, Machado, Tatis, Crony, you know, core uh, right now that Bell as well, but Bell's a free agent after the season. But you get what I'm saying. The role players, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. The role players around them, They've played well these first three games in this series and just lately in general. So I wanted to shine a light on that. And then like Mike Clevenger wanted to shine a light on him and the bullpen, the way that they did yesterday and how they performed. It's good to see Nick Martinez back coming off the paternity list and congratulations to him and his wife. So it is a great time to be a Padre fan. And I'll get through the, ch I'll get to the chat here. Today's game, again, it's a sellout. 640 is the first pitch. I wonder, tomorrow's probably not going to be a sellout because it's a day game, but Joe Musgrove is on the mound against Kyle Freeland. And that's another, if you don't get a chance to see Juan Soto today, 
If you can make it out to the out to the day game tomorrow, you can go see him. Um, and so, man, this is a great time. I cannot wait for this weekend. Dodgers, Padres, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday night baseball. ESPN booked that a few weeks ago. I know it's not the best like broadcast, like TV. I'm not a huge fan of their broadcast. I mean, I like David Cohn and all that, but uh, it's not Don and Mud, obviously. But just to have him on the national spotlight and get to see Juan Soto wear a Padres uniform at Dodger Stadium, like that just makes me smile. I haven't seen Juan Soto play a single game in a Padre uniform yet, and I'm going to get to see it live tonight at Petco, and I can't be more happy about it. But tonight I have to watch Sunday Night Baseball and see Soto in a Dodger uniform. You get to see him in a Padre uniform. Every Padres fan should be just ecstatic about that because that thought did creep into my mind. It definitely did, obviously. And if anyone has listened or watched in you know this last week, I'm like, you know, it was coming down to the Padres and the Cardinals for Soto. And I'm like, remember what happened last year? The Dodgers, they're going to be lurking. The Dodgers, though, they're in first place. They have the luxury of not having to have Juan Soto. I think the Padres, if they really want to, wanted to contend with the Dodgers uh, for the next three years, they got to, I think they needed to go get Soto of how great Soto is, and the Dodgers have their Soto. Maybe Soto's, I think Soto's probably better than Mookie, but they have their Soto and Mookie. They have Freddie Freeman and all that, right? Um, and so the Padres have that right now, at least for this year with Josh Bell at first, and then the way Myers is playing, he's playing pretty well. Uh, and then they obviously have Soto, Grisham heating up, Profar. You got to have him as the leadoff hitter right now, at least until Fernando comes back. Um, I mean, and then just imagine when Fernando comes back, like, that is going to be electric. Maybe it's the maybe it's when the Giants come. Yeah, I see Michael uh, with the comment there. Maybe Fernando comes back for that Giant series at the beginning of next week, or it's when they come back to play the Nationals at Petco because they after the Giant series they have a road trip, I believe, to Washington. That'll be interesting to see Juan Soto's return to Washington. Tatis might be debuting, making his season debut, by the way, in Washington as well. So storylines all over the place. And then I think they go to Miami before coming back home. Uh, but I have tickets to Monday, Tuesday of next week in case Tatis makes his debut. And then I have three of the four Nationals games um, when they come back. So that's going to be an electric atmosphere. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys out there. Um, and I know I've a lot of people have come up to me at Petco uh, recently whenever I've been at games and said hi and, uh, and I really appreciate everyone's support and it, I just keep saying it. It's going to be an electric atmosphere even without Fernando tonight. I know he's going to be in the building, but even without him because the, you know, the debut of Soto and don't forget about Josh Bell and Brandon Drury, you know, uh, and having Josh Hader as the closer is just amazing. So, all right, let me get to the chat here a little bit. I know I've totally fell behind on that. Because uh, I've just been giving my thoughts here. Um, then we'll get to the lineups. Gabe here says, you're my favorite Padres YouTuber. I appreciate that. I, I don't view myself as like, oh, I'm just a Padres you know, YouTube, YouTuber. Like, I just view myself as a Padres fan that's just passionate about the Padres. Like, my stuff goes out on YouTube, sure, and I'm live here right now, and I appreciate everyone. But it's out on podcast platforms. Uh, I, I like getting information out to you, Padres fans, on social media, especially on Twitter, uh, at Talking Friars. And I don't get paid for a lot of stuff that I do. I'm just a huge Padres fan. So um, I really appreciate, again, everyone's support, and I appreciate that comment, uh, Gabe. Tupac13, hit that like button, subscribe, and share. I appreciate that. Again, you can use the Super Chat button if you want to support the channel. We got about 60 people in here. At 11 a.m. on a, what is today, a Wednesday? This is, the Padres, they make moves. The fans are going to show up. They're going to support this team. Roberto asks, do you have an update on how Ryan Weathers is doing? I do not. Um, I, I guess I could look it up. I mean, he's definitely not in their plans this year especially with the rotation they have. 
And even if they didn't have a great rotation, it's not like he's been pitching great. From the last time I saw, he hasn't been pitching great in AAA. Let me look how he's doing in AAA. So this year in AAA is a 9-8-2 ERA. Or excuse me, that was in the majors, sorry. He pitched one game in the majors this year, I think. That Cubs game at Wrigley. Um, 2022 in El Paso, he has a 6-3-8 ERA. He's walked 42 guys and struck out 60. His whip is at over 1-7. So, yeah, he's not doing that great. That's your weather's update. Big Island Bum says, Hey, Ben, any idea as to why the Padres had to give up prospects in the Hosmer trade if San Diego is paying 100% of Hosmer's remaining contract? Because they got back a good prospect in return. At least that's what Preller's saying. He likes this prospect. Jay Groom, he's a pitcher. I think he was a former first-round pick of the Red Sox. Uh, so if they wanted something back, they had to give up something. Um, and so they gave up Corey Rozier, who I was actually supposed to interview today on the show. Um, so I'm just doing the, I'm just doing this to fill time. I was supposed to be interviewing interviewing him today. We'll see if that interview actually continues to happen or if it will happen. Um, but yeah, I was supposed to just talk to him today. I wasn't expecting him to get traded. I was going to ask him about Robert House of the Third and him being his teammate, and because uh, he was with Fort Wayne, and um, I was going to ask him about how great a teammate Hassel was and who the Nationals were going to be getting uh, in Hassel. But uh, yeah, he's been dealt along with one other guy. I'm kind of blanking on who that one other guy is. Oh, no, Max Ferguson. I think that's who it was. Yeah. he. I think he was playing with Lake Elsinore. He was uh, James Wood's teammate, Jackson Merrill's teammate. Merrill was, like, the big prospect. Him and Campy were the two, like, big prospects that survived. I thought they might have gone if the Padres went and got Contreras, but they did not go. Contreras did not get traded. Ian Happ didn't get traded because it seemed like the Cubs were asking for too much, and it was just a rental of Contreras. And there were some teams I was listening uh, earlier this morning to the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Only and Passin and Kirchin, and they were saying how there were just some teams that, like the Mets, they were kind of like, hey, I we don't want to bring on Contreras this year right now. Like the Indians, or the Guardians, excuse me, too. We don't want to bring on Contreras in the middle of the year when he would have to get to know the pitching staff just on the fly. We're good with our defensive catchers. Like, we're fine. We're not going to give up a lot. This asking price. And even if we did want to give it up, you know, we'll just run with this. You know? Okay. And I don't know. I think the Cubs would then attach a qualifying offer or extend one to Contreras, and he'll reject that probably. So he'll have that attached to him because the international draft wasn't approved by the Players Association. So, um, yeah. I don't know what his market's going to be like in free agency. But the Padres will have Jorge Alfaro for next year. I think Nola as well. So they'll, they'll probably have the same catching situation. So interesting question. Uh, but yeah, Big Iron Bum, they gave prospects up because they got Jay Groom back. Yeah, Dan, Crone Zone's really going to heat up now. He's swinging the bat better. Um, I think there's sometimes when he's swinging and missing, at least from like the seats that I've been in, uh, what was that, Monday night? It looked like he was swinging out of his shoes and swinging a little too hard. But, um, yeah, when he's going to be hitting like 6th or 7th, and we'll get to the lineups here, I, I promise you, I, I know I keep saying that, but I'm going through the chat here. Um, he's going to, I don't know if he's going to get, I mean, I think all of them are going to get great pitches to hit. Like, there's not really any holes in this lineup, especially when Tatis comes back. He just got all-star after all-star and, you know, Profar and the way he's hitting and Grisham and Alfaro, maybe that's a hole, like he'll strike out a little bit, but uh, Myers can strike out a little bit, but they all have like that power potential. Yeah, KJ, I agree. We have great depth. KJ asks, who's our long-term first baseman? Good question. They could... 
you know, my gut reaction to that, assuming they don't keep Josh Bell after this year and Brandon Drury's a free agent, you could bring back Myers. I know that's not long term, but I'm just I guess I'm just talking about next year. Long term, no idea. Crony for the next three years after this year, maybe, and you have Kim go play second base. I don't know. Um I guess they're gonna worry about that when they get there. And they'll just go sign free agents. Like that's it's worth it to just worry about it when you get there if you can go get Juan Soto, you know? And that's what happened. And you can get rid of Eric Cosmer on the same freaking day. Just amazing. Um, but I think Myers could come back on a one-year deal, cheap deal if they want him to, or if he wants to, uh, and play first base. He seems like he likes it there. Um, you can move Crony over to first and put Kim at second base with Tatis at short. Just trying to think of... Eggy Rosario could get called up and play second base at some point, and you put Crony at first sometime in the future. It's a good question, but it's one of those things. We got Juan Soto. You know, we'll figure it out when we get there. All right. Thank you for the super chat here for Ho from Jose. Again, if you want to support the channel, feel free to use that super chat there, that dollar sign in the comments. And then on regular videos, there's a super thanks button as well. I appreciate any and all support. Jose says, hey, Ben, do you think Morahone is the setup man moving forward, or is he going to be one of the starting pitchers next year? Well, I, th I think he's going to be one of the starting pitchers next year. That would be my gut reaction because Gore's gone, and you don't know what's going to happen free agency with Clevenger, Martinez, and Manaya. So right now in the rotation, you got Mackenzie Gore. Or Excuse me, you don't have Mackenzie Gore, sorry. You have Musgrove, Darvish. Snell, that's it. Yeah, right? Those are the three guys under control. So Morahone, he started before you put him in there, and then you can pick up a free agent or you bring back at least one of Clev, Manaya, um, who's the other? Martinez, right? You bring back one of those guys, and then you can have a rotation like that. But then even that, you still need more depth. Uh, I think Morahone, long-term, like next year, I think he'd probably they'd probably try to have him start. But he is a weapon. Uh, but they do have Josh Hader under control next year. They have Chris Matt under control. Reese Kinnear. Excuse me. Whoa, that was that was bad. Uh, Reese Kinnear. He's an option probably to be maybe a uh, one of those five starters or at least someone that could pitch multiple innings out of the bullpen next year. It's a good question. It's again, we'll see. We're gonna. We'll find out when we get there. I appreciate the super chat. But right now, as for right now, like he looks really good as the setup. Him and Garcia are the setup man, probably like alternating nights. He looks really good there. Jonathan, are you going to tune in for the presser today? Of course. Yeah. I wish I was like John and Jim and could go, but uh, the Padres won't let me get a press pass or a media credential because. I'm not a member of a large media organization. So that's what they say. Whatever. I'm just going to be a fan, and I'm going to go to games and continue to support the team. And if you guys, uh, you know, you can hit up the Padres and try to change that, but um, they say that's their longstanding media policy um, to only give press credentials to... Uh, people in uh, large media organizations, and I've tried to have Don and Mud on, and they, even though Don and Mud have said yes, and the Padres haven't let me do that, um, they won't let them really do anything. I don't know, but yeah, I'll be. It's at one o'clock today. I'll be definitely tuning in. All right, let's get to the lineups. What everyone's been waiting for. I know it's forty-eight minutes into this. All right, lineups. Without Tatis, without Tatis, and uh, but Drury in there, because Drury probably is a might be a depth piece a little death depth. They just say death depth piece a little bit sometimes. And then there's one with Tatis as well. I just wrote this up. Bob Melvin might be a little more savvy with the left right stuff, but I'm just going like in in terms of talent, you know. So let's go to the first one without Fernando Tatis Jr. Okay. So maybe this could be tonight's lineup, you know? These names, 
Um, maybe it's not the order, but this is how I probably would do it. So I got Jerks and Profar leading off. He's a switch hitter in left field. Then I got Soto in right field. He's a lefty, so there you go. Chad Cool, I think, is a righty, so it would be left-left, but Profar is leading off. He's been doing really well. Uh, and then I have Manny at third base, batting third. Bell, first base. He's batting fourth. And I have Crony hitting fifth at second. Myers hitting sixth, DHing. Alfaro hitting seventh, catching. Kim at shortstop, batting eighth. And then I have Grisham batting ninth. Good second leadoff there with Grisham until Tatis returns. Then Profar maybe can slide down to the nine hole. So, in terms of left, right, I mean, with this lineup, again, Profar, Soto, Manny, Bell, Crony. Myers, Alfaro, Kim, Grisham. And then you could substitute uh, Nola in there in the seven hole if you want to. Uh, both are righties, so it's not going to change anything in terms of left-right. Um, Profar's a switch hitter. Soto left, Manny right, Bell switch. Crony left, Myers right, then Alfaro, Kim right-right, Grisham left. So it's, it's kind of balanced there. And then obviously you have Profar and Bell switch hitters. So it might even be more balanced depending on who's pitching. Um, but again, then that can change when a reliever comes in, right? But that's a, that's a pretty darn good lineup. Any lineup that has uh, your middle four of Soto, Machado, Bell, and Cronenworth, uh, and you don't have Tatis coming back yet, sign me up for that. So that's one lineup. You can give your thoughts. You can give your lineups in the comments. Feel free. Um, here's mine without Tatis, but Brandon Jury, because that first lineup I did, uh, had no Brandon Jury in it, because, look, you have Will Myers in there, he's playing well right now, you have MDH or play first, you're always going to have Josh Bell in the lineup, so where are you going to put him, right? You can move Crony over to shortstop, which is what this, uh, version of the lineup has with Drury, but... When is Drury going to get in the lineup? You know, your outfield is Profar, Grisham, and Soto. And then, okay, yeah, KJ says Drury needs to be the DH, but I don't know. Would you rather have Drury in there or Myers? Both are right-handed. I guess maybe it just it depends on who is hot right now, right? Who's the hot bat? So without Tatis, but with Drury in it, so if Drury plays tonight, uh, maybe this is what happens. Profar leading off, Soto, then Manny, then Bell, then Crony. I have Crony at shortstop. Profar in left, Soto in right, Manny at third, Bell at first. Crony at short. Drury at second base. Myers DHing. Alfaro catching. Grisham in center. You could also have Drury play second still, Crony at short, and then have Bell play DH and Myers play first, right? Um, that's a possibility. Like, there's so many. Like, this is this is probably like heaven for Bob Melvin, him and his coaching staff, and Preller in the front office. Those that help construct the lineups. Like, this is there's no bad combination, right? That's what it feels like. Like, no Ha Sung Kim. Okay, but you get a 20 home run bat in there, and Brandon Jury, and we know that Cronenworth can play shortstop. And Myers has been really good defensively at first from what we've seen the last few games. So if you want to put him there, you can do that. You know, solo dolo here. Bryce says Bell DH, Myers at first. Yeah. Like I said, Myers has been playing pretty well defensively. I just don't know how comfortable Bell is DHing. I don't know if the Padres want to see Bell play first for the Padres first before they make like a permanent decision on who DH is in plays first, or maybe it's an every other day situation. I don't know. Um, but it's, there's like no wrong answer. So, uh, and then there's one with Tatis that I drew up here. When Tatis returns, now you could still have Profar lead off, definitely, because he's been doing so well with that. But I know Tatis is really, like his splits when he's leading off, he's very comfortable leading off. It's very, the splits are great when he's leading off. Um, and I, I like having Profar as that second leadoff type guy, batting ninth. And you still want Soto and Manny hitting in the first inning, right? So, and Tatis. So, I have my first three right off the bat, Tatis, Soto, Manny. 
I don't care if you're Walker Bueller. I don't care if you're Jacob deGrom. I don't care if you're Max Scherzer. First inning, all right. Throw it down to second, turn around, and you see Tatis, Soto, and Manny. <laughs> oh, boy. Buckle up. Like, you want to just right there make it hard on the starting pitcher? Boom, you got it right there. So I have Tatis at short, Soto right field, Manny hitting third at playing third, then Bell at first, Crony at second. He's batting sixth in this lineup. Or fifth, excuse me. Fifth. And then he'd be batting sixth if he had Profar lead off. Drury or Myers DHing, batting uh, seventh, right? No, sixth. Alfaro catching, batting seventh. Grisham in center. And then Profar in left as the second uh, leadoff. Even when Tatis comes back, like, it's just, man, there is... There's no, like, wrong lineup combination. So my lineup, just one that I drew up, just one of them, with Tatis. Tatis leading off, Soto hitting second, Manny hitting third, Josh Bell hitting fourth, Crony hitting fifth, Drury or Myers DHing hitting sixth, Alfaro or Nola hitting seventh, Grisham hitting eighth, Profar hitting ninth. Wow. That is a lineup I would not want to face if I was an opposing pitcher. That's for sure. You could put Alfaro 8th or Nola 8th and slide Grisham up to 7th or Profar 7th and have Grisham hit ninth. if you want the lefty, guaranteed lefty hitting ninth, and then the righty and Tatis hitting leadoff. But this is, this is just heaven right now, just dreaming of these lineups, just putting, just writing up these lineups, what might happen. And I know we're probably making too big a deal of the lineup. Like, who cares? Just put it together. It's a bunch of great names. But it's just fun to do because we we're, it's not a hypothetical lineup anymore. Like, this is going to be these names in the lineup. Because Juan Soto and Josh Bell and Brandon Drury, they're Padres. You know, we're not dreaming anymore about it. Like, it's reality. So, I'm on Sky... Uh, is it How do you say it? Cloud9, whatever that saying is. That's where I am right now. And getting to see Juan Soto tonight at Petco Park, Josh Bell... This is going to be amazing. Electric atmosphere, sellout. It's going to be amazing. So if you're at the game tonight, feel free to say hello if you see me. Uh, I appreciate everyone's support. I'm going to go through the comments here real quick here. Solo, Dolo, can Drury play center? I don't think they'd put him there. I think Grisham's a center fielder. Soto can play center as well. I know he played there a little bit with the Nationals. So I think that's what they would do before they even tried Drury in center. He's, I think he's just going to be more of a utility guy or DH a little bit, give, put Manny off his feet a little bit. I think he's going to be valuable to this team. I said weeks ago, no one was talking about Brandon Drury that I saw. I brought it up on the radio with John and Jim when I was in studio with them a couple weeks back. Um, and I said, I think this guy would fit. 20 home runs. Padres were looking to stay under the luxury tax. I was assuming they weren't going to get Soto, uh, but they got Soto and Drury and Bell and Hater. My goodness, Preller is a legend. Um, but yeah, I brought it up. Like 20 home runs, can play first probably a little bit, third, left, I think, right, DH. Like versatility, Preller loves his versatility. I thought he fit really, really good, and you're not going to give up a whole lot for him. Uh, because I know Victor Costa, that's a pretty good prospect, but it, it, he's a free agent at the end of the year. And you didn't just get him. Got him, Soto, Bell. Drury's going to be a valuable piece to this team. Valuable piece. Him and Kim playing multiple positions, they'll be very valuable to this team. Michael asks, what have you seen in your lineup that you have so many people to choose from? Wait, what do you mean? What have I seen in the lineup? No, I'm just saying because they have the additions of Soto and Bell and Drury. Like, this creates a much better top half of the lineup. And then the bottom half, you're not going to have Matthew Batten in there or Azokar or, you know, you don't need to have Alfaro hitting fourth. Now he's going to be hitting like seventh. Like it just makes this lineup so much better. 
Bryce which says, would you want to hit Tatis three or four hole for runners on purposes? He did lead the National League in homers last year. Yeah, but that was without Juan Soto on the team um, and Josh Bell on the team. I think they can drive in Tatis. And those, Tatis can hit solo home runs. And, you know, I want Soto, Tatis, Machado, I want them hitting in the first inning, right out of the gate. Tatis, Soto, Manny. That's how I would do the first three. And then Bell, what would I say? Crony, Drurier, Myers, Alfaro, Grish, Profar. Like, that's what I want. Just scare the living heck out of pitchers right out of the gate. Quentin says, are you going to the game tonight? Yes, I am. Yep, I'll be there. I will be there. Yep, I'll be at batting practice. I'll be there early. So, yeah. If anyone sees me, feel free. Come say hi. Thank you for the super chat, Quentin. I appreciate that. All love to you, bro. I look forward to your videos every day. See you tonight. I'm calling off work to go to the game. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm telling you. Peter Seidler, AJ Preller. You did it. Congratulate this team. I mean, this city, this city was already fired up even without Soto. If they got Contreras, this team would be fired up, or the city would be fired up, excuse me, and the team. If, you know, because they got Hater as well to complement that. But you bring in Soto, and then you kept making moves. Bell, Drury, you got Hosmer off the team. That made everyone excited. Like, you did it. Uh, they're... Why not? Why not set attendance records this year? I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do that. Like, people people jumped on these tickets when that Soto trade happened like it's the World Series. That's how excited they are about this. I'm just happy that I have season tickets, so we already had the Wednesday game in our regular seats, so I'm not scrambling for tickets or having to overpay for tickets or anything. Do we see Jose Castillo soon, MP4 asks? Uh, I don't know. They got Hater. They have Palmer. It's going on a rehab assignment. They continue not wanting to bring him up. So I, I would, my gut would say no. But I would think he appears at some point during the season. I think he should have already been up, to be honest. Cameron asks, why move Profar to the tail end of the lineup when he has done so well for us at the top? Yeah, I, I understand that. But I guess I'm trying to look at it as, one, I'd move Profar to like ninth to be a second leadoff type guy because I know that um, you know Tatis doesn't lead off every inning whenever he hits. But right out of the gate, would you rather face Profar Tatis Soto or Profar Soto Tatis or Profar Soto Manny? Or would you rather face Tati Soto Manny? Like, I'd rather face Profar. I think I have a better chance at getting Profar out than I do any of Tati Soto Manny, you know? Like, I want those guys hitting in the first inning. I want those guys getting the most plate appearances possible in a game. And it's nothing against Profar. He's, uh, he's just not as great as Tatis Manny and... Soto are, and there aren't really anyone that is better than that. Like, you can count them on probably on one hand. Less than one hand for Soto and Tatis, you know? Like, that's how great those guys are. So it's nothing against Profar. And if you want him, like, tonight, I would have Profar hit leadoff. But when Tatis comes back, I want Tatis hitting leadoff. That's just me. And Gabe, where would you have Grisham? Uh, without Tatis in the lineup, I think I have Grisham hitting ninth still. Yeah, I have him hitting ninth still. I like him there. And with Tatis, I have him hitting eighth, right in front of Profar. And again, it's nothing against Grisham. It's how great this lineup is right now, or at least on paper. And the lineup prediction for today against Cole, so Cole is a righty. I still have Profar, Soto, Manny. Still have Bell. Maybe you have Myers go in front of Cronenworth because he's a righty, or if, it, or if it's Drury. Maybe if you really want to go left-right, you have uh, Myers or Drury hit fifth, and then Crony hit sixth. But just in terms of talent, I have Crony in front of Myers. 
Uh, and then Alfaro or Nola, Kim, then Grisham. That's what I would go with. So, yeah, this is exciting. This is freaking exciting. So we went through the first three games of that Colorado series. Great to win those first three. I know some fans didn't really care about those first two games or those two games yesterday uh, because of the trades that happened, and we were just so excited for the, these trades. Uh, and we're just excited to see Soto uh, in a Padre uniform tonight. Uh, but those were big wins because all wins count the same. Josh Hader looked great last night, and then it's just so freaking fun putting together these lineups, you know? So, all right. That'll be it. Episode 210 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. I'll be at Petco tonight. Go Padres. I'll have the pregame show later. This episode was brought to you by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. Again, gaglionbros.com is their website. Thank you so much, everyone, for the time, for listening, for watching, and I'll see you later.